Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. recognition of all that you have done for our nation, the millions of people a day that you speak to and that you inspire, and all of the incredible work that you have done for charity, I am proud to announce tonight that you will be receiving our country's highest civilian honor, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Get it off your chest? You're in the right place. They accuse this show of being run by boobs. Well, let me tell you something about us boobs. We're real and we're spectacular. Want politics and fun? Sprinkled with a lot of laughs? Heard in every state in the Union and 770 cities around the world. We just put 12 years of broadcast excellence into the can. Now in our 13th year, the Dave Weinbaum Show is streaming live right now. By the way, what President Trump said and what President Trump did by presenting Rush Limbaugh with the medal, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, happened during his State of the Union address in February of last year. The same speech that was shredded 
by our Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Let's talk about Russia a little bit. You know, Russia's family of lawyers and judges were worried about him growing up. He didn't fit into the role models of the 200 years of litigating, judging, serving in city and state offices. He hated school, except he discovered his love for broadcasting. He was somewhat of an academic failure. His most agreeable job in his young manhood was as a promoter for the Kansas City Royals. But he couldn't stop thinking about radio. At about age 36, he decided that he was going to go back to his real ambition. Something he loved to prep for and delivered daily, putting on the best show and then pledging to get a little better every day. He worked consistently on prepping. He read books, eventually growing his library into what many professors might think was a pretty darn good legal and constitutional library. And then he took his ability and applied it to political theory. We're we're buoyed by his courage to say what he wanted, when he wanted to. His wry and cutting humor. His popularity saved the waning AM radio business. And then boomed along with that the FM stations. The whole radio business, because of him, exploded into a huge plethora of profitable businesses and careers for millions around the world. His influence became such that Republicans like Newt Gingrich attribute the 1994 election, which was the first Republican House to win the majority in 50 years. And... He he was the man that delivered the birth of modern conservative governance. And this occurred to, to this one man, Rush Hudson Limbaugh. To the people, young or old, who decide to take up the lows and highs of political opinion on radio, it's an amazing trip. I'm one who got into this because one of the reasons, at least, was I followed in the steps of our generational founding father. Let me just say that again. Our generational founding father, Rush Hudson Limbaugh. 
Hi there. Welcome to the uh, Dave Weinbaum Show. My name is Dave Weinbaum. Uh, I'm here with um, Rick Henderson. Hi, Rick. How are you? Why don't we get him a uh, – can we get him a, a microphone? I see that every week. Yeah, we can get him one. Okay, between the two of you, figure this out. Okay. J.P. Maxwell and uh, uh, the producer and my lovely uh, my lovely wife, who's uh, very nice this morning and looks very nice as always, Lisa Ann Weinbaum, uh, the law, you know. And uh, how are you feeling today, honey? I'm a little uh, a little slap happy, so that could be good. Why is that slap? What do you mean slap but, happy? Uh, I got to say, a memory just came up. Yes. And uh, it was when we were at a Sandals and they reserved chairs for Mr. and Mrs. Winedum. Winedum, yeah. Do you remember well, that? Lo and lo and behold, three years later, oh, here I right. am, Mrs. Winedum. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why am I laughing at that? That's how they spelled it. I'm just wrong. There, there was a little language I'm just barrier. wrong. And I know, I know, I think, <laughs> I know we have somebody on the phone, but I, I want to make sure I get this out, that we have, uh, we're, we're streaming live on Facebook and Twitter, but I'm going to tell you, the reception off of Facebook has not been good. And if it's not good this time, go to DaveWeinbaum.net where it has been good, okay? Uh, that Spreaker does that. And we're streaming live there, too. So I just wanted to warn you. I'll tell you who's who's up later. But right now, I don't want to I don't want to yeah. um, I don't want to delay this gentleman anymore. Uh, and I use that word gentleman very loosely. But uh, he is he is a wizard. He's 252 years old, for goodness sakes. I don't want to waste any of his time. So let's play his song. <laughs> Everybody, you got mud on your face, you big disgrace, throwing your stuff all over the place. We will, we will rock you. Oh yeah, rock on. We will, we will rock you, ladies and gentlemen. I have with me again the aforementioned 252-year-old. Man who uh, was around uh, around the beginning of this country, uh, I think he was buddy with the actual founding fathers, none other than uh, a person who has all this knowledge and wisdom under one tinfoil hat. Please welcome J.J. Bradshaw. Hi, J.J. Uh, what's on? What's under that tinfoil hat of yours today? I am so pleased to be here, and uh, the tribute that you did to Rush was pretty good. Thanks. Uh, you know, this is a guy that uh, started this stuff in 1988, for Pete's sake, and did it until last week, uh, pretty much continuously. 15.5 million listeners. Wouldn't you love to have that? Well, uh, how, how do you know I don't? <laughs> keep on practicing, Dave. I am. I'm, I'm serious That's about funny. that. I could, At one point, I considered, as much as I like Rush, I can. I was uh, competing with him a little bit here and there. When my show was till twelve o'clock, I was competing with this first hour, and I would I would check that. I actually would um, wonder if I'd get any phone calls during that time. And at first, I didn't, but I did towards the uh, towards the end of my uh, eleven to twelve time on the air. Now I now I shut down at eleven. You know, Dave, if if you look at the things that Rush accomplished for. Uh, talk radio, particularly conservative talk radio. Uh, look at the folks that are in syndication. By the way, you should be in syndication. But you got names like Ben Shapiro, Tucker Carlson, Mark Levin, Hannity, sure. Terry Elder, Dana Lesh, 
Dan, Dan Pongino, Glenn Beck. I mean, come on. These are the heavy hitters of conservative talk radio. Yep. And they literally were spun off uh, from our friend Rush, uh, as were you. And, and uh, I think it's a wonderful thing. It was time for conservatives to have a voice. Um, well, you know, here's, uh, here's my right deal. Here I, Rolla, yeah, go ahead. Uh, right here in Rolla, for years, we had Larry King live yeah. uh, on KTTR. Definitely a left-leaning uh, outfit. And uh, all of a sudden, bam, here's Rush. Yeah. Here's Sean. Uh, so conservatives actually do have a voice, uh, albeit it's suppressed. Like you said, Facebook, terrible audio. I think that's intentional. Yeah, we do too. You know, uh, it struck me when uh, when Rush's wife came on Wednesday. Uh, Rush was so much like William F. Buckley. I remember him too. Amazed me. Hey, William F. Buckley did not have the the national appeal nor the sense of humor, although he was a little wry uh, that Rush did. And yeah, this, this know, is the amazing thing. Rush, Rush wrote yeah. and what Buckley wrote, the two are so parallel. Yeah. Uh, it just amazed me. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Rush, uh, you know, I got into this business not thinking that I was going to be another Rush. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just wanted to see, like, other things I was doing at the time. I, w- I wanted to see if I could actually do this. You know, without falling on my face, I, I, I was in the, the experimental part of my life, w- w- which came at 44 when I started writing. And then that involved into, uh, evolved into uh, being a pundit and then uh, going out on stage and being a stand-up comic. I just wanted to see if I could do these things. I knew I wasn't going to do it for a living. And then the same thing with the radio show. I, um, um, in 2008, December 3rd, I walked in. Asked for a show, got one from uh, Mike Thompson, did a half an hour, and uh, went on without any clue as to what I was doing or what I was going to talk about. And I interviewed my uh, my dentist, Henry Antelak, for half an hour, came back and said, well, what do you think? Mike Thompson said, you do another show like that, I'm pulling it. <laughs> so I had to figure out what the hell to do, okay? So I knew I had done this, uh, you know, all this political stuff, so I started to base it on that. And sure, I was always a fan of Rush, but I never intended for me to uh, be anywhere close to what he was doing. I'd like to think that some of the stuff that I say helps America, and it helps people uh, figure out why uh, why it's good to be a conservative. I like to think that on, on occasion I, I convert somebody who's sitting on the fence or somebody who is a liberal that, well, maybe there is another point of view that's legit, you know? Yes. That's what, and if I'm doing that, I'm fine. I'm 72 years old. I'm two years older than Rush, okay? Nobody's going to want me for uh, a long-term deal on the radio. That's fine, although I did wait for an hour yesterday, and the phone call did not come. So, <laughs> as know, my wife was saying, you say the, did he call? Did anyone call yet? <laughs> say the things that you believe in. That's what this yeah. is all about. And that's what his his uh, motto was. I'm going to say what I think, and and uh, damn the critics. And that's good. You know, I like to think I'm don't, like that. 
Don't forget about all the tea party hosting that you did back in the day. I oh, was yeah. there at those. Okay. And, uh, you did all right. That I was did okay. as good as stand-up. I could have I done better, but, uh, you know, I try to improve a little bit every day. All right? And, well, and the way, I, I think you're I, doing pretty good. I like to have people on my show. Rush didn't like to have a lot of people on his show, and I understand that. That was his choice. But, you know, people like yourself, you add a lot to this. The conversation that we're having um, is two-sided, and uh, it, it brings out a lot of your wisdom, and it helps me relate to some of, with some of the stuff that I know. And I think together we create a bigger thing than both of us. Oh my God! And I didn't send you a Valentine's card. Damn! I didn't. I didn't say that in a uh, in the way with, that you would you would actually offer me uh, a a bouquet of flowers there. But uh, thank you anyway, sweetheart. Uh, what well, else you got for me under that tinfoil hat? This is really you got JP and uh, Henderson uh, breaking up in here. Anyways, go ahead, Lisa. Bail me out, please. Yeah, bail Your old out. man's hitting on me. What? You know, I, on you. I have to watch him. You know, he, oh. he's got babes and sweethearts just all over the place. So, uh, welcome to the club, well, it's JJ. That, <laughs> it's a picture of JJ I put on Twitter. You this know, is the... scary. <laughs> uh, let me tell you something about Joe Biden. Oh yeah, latest, oh, yeah. Latest thing that Sleepy Joe and the hoe have come up with: uh, amnesty for ten to twenty million illegals. We know. That are currently in this country. We're talking 10 to 20 million Democrat voters that they're opening the floodgates on. And at the same time, uh, Biden's suggestion for legislation, no border enforcement. Yeah. An eight-year path to citizenship. Yep. Citizenship for the dreamers. Supports chain migration. This guy has opened the floodgates at our southern it's, border. It's an invasion sponsored by the President of the United States. It is an invasion. Allegedly, 25,000 people are scheduled to cross the border today. Today. Yeah. And what are we doing about it? Nothing. Uh, our border laws are completely ignored by this administration. Did you know, you know that- Obama? Obama did the same thing. No, uh, no, not he- like this. No, no, no. No, Obama at least was a little subtle. I mean, he didn't just dump everything on us at once. He sort of like, you know, put things in a, a little bit at a time. Lied about well, Obama him, directed in. Eric Holder to not enforce the immigration laws. Yeah. And that's exactly what Biden's doing. He's just more blatant about it. I mean, Obama hit it a little better. He's right. a little better PR A little guy. subtle. But, but Joe and Ho have opened up the gates and said, come on. All you terrorists, all you people that'll be on welfare forever, all you folks with COVID and a bunch of nasty diseases, you just come right on in. We're happy to have you. Now, how would you like to live on the border on the American side? Uh, be a homeowner down there. And you, you already got the, the mayor of uh, some, the mayor, one of the towns down there, begging uh, Biden that they can't. They don't have the they don't have the facilities to hold these people. That it's going to be a t- tragedy, a disaster. What are they supposed to do? And uh, where's oh, the guidance going to be? Where's the guidance going to be? There's there's not going to be any. We're going to nope. have a huge tragedy happen, not only to America, but to these immigrants who have nowhere to stay, and it's freezing like hell down there right now. How about that? Yeah. They're going to they cross the border. They're going to give them a COVID test. 
him a quick little thing in front of a judge, say, come back in seven months. Here's your bus ticket north. Goodbye. And you'll never see these people again. This has happened for decades. And sure. now we've made it official United States policy. Well, I'm telling you, Dave, that the, the inmates are running the prison. <laughs> the crazy people are running the asylum. I'll tell you what's I'll tell you what's exciting me, though. What's exciting me is that, you know, a, a really horrible thing happened that Rush Limbaugh died. That was horrible. But Indeed. the good thing that happened is that President Trump came out of his shell, okay? And he started talking right after, uh, right after it was announced that Rush died. Because we haven't heard from him in a while. You know, he doesn't get to tweet anymore. He's not giving any speeches, no rallies. Finally, he said some things yesterday that uh, buoyed us yesterday and the day before. Uh, in fact, um, can you play uh, two and three? Can you listen to this, uh, JJ? Happy to. All right, I want you to get your response from it. It was, as he told me, it was the greatest honor of his life. And everybody in the room, uh, you know, you're talking about the Republicans and the Democrats. Yet half of that room went crazy. You remember the evening well, I'm sure. It was a very unique moment yeah. in our country's history, in a sense, because of who Russia is. But half went just absolutely crazy. The other half sat totally dead silent. But 100% of that room respected Rush. He was a unique guy, and he, was a, a, he became a friend of mine. You know, I didn't know Rush at all. I had essentially never met Rush and then when we came down the escalator, he liked my rather controversial speech. I made that speech that was a little bit on the controversial side, and he loved it. And he was, without ever having met him or talked to him or, you know, had lunch with him or asked him, he was with me right from the beginning. And he liked what I said, and he agreed with what I said. And he was just a great gentleman, great, great man. And I've heard as many as 39 million people. You know, that's an audience that you don't hear about anymore. And I heard 39 million people. And I don't know if you remember, uh, maybe three or four months ago, I did his show. And I heard they had a tremendous audience. And it lasted for, like, a long time. The, the interview was like an hour. And it just went right through. And it, it was, his questions were fascinating. I think the show was fascinating. He... He had a way of, uh, he had a, an insight that few people have, just few people have, even really good ones, really pros in your business. And by the way, you two are some great combination. You and Bill together, Harris, that's a great combination that that does incredibly well. Thank and you, we Mr. Thank President. you for it. We really thank you both for it. But he was a very unique guy, and uh, he had tremendous insight. He got it. He really got it. He was very street smart, in a sense. What's your reaction, wise old man? Well, I'll tell you, I listened to that interview, and uh, if, if you look at what the mainstream media, uh, they call themselves journalists, yeah. do in an in a interview with Trump, every single question is a gotcha question. Every single question has got a barb at the end of it. And if you look at the, uh, the interview that Rush did with Trump, uh, like I said, I listened to that. And uh, those questions were straightforward. They were factual. What Trump gave back in return was factual. There was none of the mainstream media thrust and parry uh, like you 
any time on network television. It was it was a wonderful interview, and I wish it could have gone on for many hours. Now, here's a coincidence. Rush had uh, 39 million listeners, I don't know, off. Uh, and then uh, those listeners, you know, they'd go out and talk to three or four people. Now we're coming up to like 80 million people that were talking about Rush. How many voters, how many supporters does Donald Trump have? About 76 about million. About 76 to 80 million people. We don't know exactly because we don't know really um, about the, uh, the the last election uh, unless uh, it's, for me, unless they do a really good real examination of what went on based on all the evidence to the contrary, uh, I'm not convinced and I'm not lying about it. You know, like uh, uh, everybody says, I'm not lying. I think there's a problem with the last election. Yeah, okay? I agree. Why am I called a liar when when the re- when the Democrats still still are in denial over the 2016 election? Why am I called the liar? Why aren't they called? Why aren't they taken off social media? Okay, because there is a split. They are liable for one set of rules. You are liable for another set of rules, and never the twain shall meet. Well, well, speaking about Mark Twain, we can talk about him, too. No, uh, thank you so much. Uh, what else you got? You got anything more? Nope, Dave. All that's right. all I got for today. God bless you. I love your show. God bless you. I love my opening act. That's J.J. Bradshaw all the way from the Missouri. Thank you, J.J. Have a great weekend. Okay. Uh, we had a caller, I know. Was that? Uh... I'm not sure. I'll go back and look. Uh, okay. Well, you did. we did have a caller. I know that. Uh, anyhow, I, I want to uh, tell you that we got J.J. Bradshaw in. Uh, we've got Rabbi Moshe coming up with some insight. Uh, we got finally, you know, Biden finally talked to uh, Bibi Netanyahu. What was he waiting for? Jewish New Year or what? I don't know. Uh, Bill Hardwick, representative, uh, who is a great interview. He's a representative for the St. Robert area. St. Robert and Waynesville and the, the, the fort, Fort Leonardwood. And then we got Dr. Amy Cooper Hakeem to help us through the, uh, the death of Rush, the, uh, the dearth of uh, Biden, and uh, the denial of the rest of us. So anyways, um, uh, go ahead, hit it. Uh, we're going we're gonna to call back our caller. That's, you know, that's a, did Rush ever call back a caller? I would highly doubt it. And listen, I I could do three hours of me. I, I've done it, but I don't I don't like doing that. I like to have other people there. Hi there, welcome to the Dave Weinbaum Show. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Adolf. Welcome oh, to my what presence, a you lucky guy! What a shocker! Oh, I'm such a lucky guy. <laughs> Hi, Joanne. I thought Joanne was on the phone. That's why I was so lucky. Uh, well, okay. She's on the other phone. Oh, hi, hi, Joanne. How you doing? Well, Say hello. Talking to you. <laughs> Say hello, honey. Not not guys. you hello, guys. Honey. Hi, honey. Hello, <laughs> oh, <geez. honey. laughs> oh God! Look what you started, Adolf. All right, what do you, what do you got for me today? Did you 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 heard that uh, Newsom got his the, the acquired number of votes? Just just in case people just in case people don't know it from Branson, who is Newsom? Uh, governor of California. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. 
Yeah, he got, he got his required number of recall votes. Yeah. Big deal. They have more illegal voters than they got recall votes. Well, I'm sure. You know, that's a, that's yeah. that's been the problem in California for a long time. There are a lot of conservatives there. But they're not yes, very well, they're not very it, uh they're sort of like the uh the uh, rhinos, they don't really uh, fight hard there. They don't fight. They just, you know, they sort of make a deal and let the Democrats have their way. Nobody stood yeah, up to Pelosi. Yeah. Nobody stands up to Waters. Okay? And uh, well, people have to now. Not only that, not only that, but they just passed, uh, I think, permanent mail-in ballots. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Uh, yeah, so like, they're going to do that nationally. That's why they make that finally makes them permanently Democrat. Well, this is, they're going to do that nationally, all right? They're, yeah. they're going to do that. So, you know, th- imagine this. I'm going to ask Dr. Amy this, I think, if I remember it. Honey, remember, Not nobody's looking at me, but Henderson and JP, I said, honey, Lisa. What? Geez, they're looking at me when I say, honey, they're looking at me. You're not. I don't understand this. Well, you got somebody's attention. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me to ask Dr. Amy. I'm giving you an assignment. Remind me to ask Dr. Amy. She's all smiles today because I did all her work yesterday. Hey. Remind me to, to uh, ask Ooh, Dr. It's Amy. Good for you. The different. How is she? She's in, she's in Florida, Boca Raton, Florida. Uh-huh. How it would be if she was living in California instead of Florida? What would the difference yeah. be? I'm going to ask her that. Okay. Think about that's it. A good, that's because a they had good about the same amount of COVID cases. All right, the same amount of okay. deaths. It's really comparable, and yet yeah. Florida is booming. California is dying. Why? Yeah, well, look at the look at them. And I guess they offered to give up some of their electricity, which they don't have to spare anyway, to Texas. Who, California? Yeah. Oh, that was nice of them. Thank you. Yeah, they're really, really nice. Of them. They don't have any to spare, but well, they got enough stuff like that. They got about three million uh, people who uh, have moved from California to Texas, Texas. so they <laughs> they might as well uh, reach out with uh, some electricity, huh? There you go. Charge them up a little bit, you know. So <laughs> yeah, well, that's the way it goes. Oh, by the way, I yeah. was supposed to tell you. Yes, what? That Joanne is is working together to get some kind of dinner ready again. Okay. And lucky have it. I acquired a gourmet entree that I'm going to make for you. Okay. Uh, wow. Red wow. Himalayan squirrel sautéed in a wine sauce with oregano and Worcestershire. Wow. Squirrel? That is some fancy squirrel. I might be busy that <laughs> night. I don't know. <laughs> well, I tell you what. I found him, I found him laying on the road. <laughs> now I know I'm busy that night. <laughs> Speaking of creatures in the dark, why didn't Dracula go out on Halloween? Why didn't Dracula go out on Halloween? I don't know. Why didn't he? Heavy coffin. Okay. Thank you so much. You have a great. You have a great uh, weekend, and we'll we'll get together sometime. Okay. That was generous, JP. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Did what? The applause. That was generous. Oh, I thought generous? that one was pretty good. Yeah, all right. Okay, is he off? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Joanne and uh, 
and Adolf. So we do have a well, comment. Let's hear it. Uh, from Facebook. It's from Dwayne. Yeah. Uh, he says that when all 80 million American conservatives finally have enough and band together to overthrow all of these Democrats out of office, uh, all of us, he's wondering when that's going to happen because all of us know the election was stolen. Biden couldn't remember what day it was, uh, which very true. Uh, and yet somehow he got more votes than, than Barack Obama or President Trump. And I, I've said the same thing. Barack Obama kind of reached rock star status. And yet Joe Biden got more votes than Obama yeah. twice. I just – I'm not buying Yeah, beat, he beat uh, Obama. Yeah. No. Big time. Freaking way. No way. Come on. Absolutely no way. You can't, you, you can't be serious. Who used to say that? I don't know. You can't be serious. That was John McEnroe. Uh, you can't be serious. It's, it's not, it didn't happen, okay? Not legitimately. There's no way that happened. Let me tell you something. There you go. That's, uh, Let me that's tell you Liz. Liz from the old days. All right, she'll be back. Anyways, uh, she's she's now banned on Twitter. Liz again. Still. Yeah, still. Wow. So uh, that's, that's awful. It is terrible. So uh, I tell you what, we got uh, we got the rabbi coming up. Uh, you want to call the show five seven three five seven eight two seven. Zero, zero. How is that, Chester? You can call me. I know you don't have any information about Facebook because you're too cheap to get on Facebook. But uh, if you can only call and let me know uh, uh, what you're thinking about stuff. So far, the comments on Facebook, everybody's saying good morning, that the quality is great right now. And so, oh, so far, no issues. We'll see how okay, long Okay, let us know. on uh, uh, Even if you have to call the show, I just gave you the number. I'll do it again, 573-578-2700. Uh, and, you know, I think I, we've been talking about uh, uh, all different kinds of people. Well, let's, let's talk about a Sicilian moment here. Dictators don't negotiate. Forget about it. No, no, no. According to Joe Biden, dictators, they govern by executive orders. Said that October 15th. So what does he do? He's got over 50 executive orders signed going on 60. We can't even find out because social media won't even put it up. They won't put up the number. Google it. All right, maybe you Google it and let me know how many executive orders he's put up since he's been in office. I think it's about 30 days right now. And uh, let the show know how many that is, because it has to be around 55 to 60. And uh, even Joe Biden said to George Stephanopoulos, you know what? You can't run it by executive order, otherwise you're a dictator. He So he self-described himself as a dictator. And I don't forget about it. But Joe and Biden, neither should you. Joe Biden can't even remember that he got a vaccine because the vaccine wasn't available. Yeah, either. well, yeah. that's another that's another Sicilian moment we don't forget about. All right, okay, so we're back here, and then uh, I think I think right now we move right on to Rabbi Moshe and find out uh, what the conversation was because he is the second most powerful man in Israel. All right, hit it. <laughs> Yeah, one second, Dave. You were talking to another rabbi? Sounds like you're cheating on me. Uh, no, actually, I'm cheating with you on him because he was the first rabbi. 
<laughs> Listen to this. I got rabbis fighting over me. This is, this is kind of this is kind of weird. Ladies and gentlemen, second most powerful in Israel and his own home, according to his wife, Unite. Official rabbi to the Dave Weinbaum Show, future rabbi to the Trump Third Temple Hotel, golf course, casino, and spa. All calling all the way from Ephrat, Israel. Please welcome Rabbi Moshe Rothschild. <laughs> Hi, Rabbi. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, Dave. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, so the Arab world's uh, Charlie Chaplin comes out in favor of relations with Israel. Are you guys going to form a duo comedy act? <laughs> um, isn't he dead? Charlie Chaplin is, but this is the Arabs for uh, uh, kind oh, of Charlie Arab Chaplin. Charlie Arabs Charlie Chaplin. Uh, no, I don't think so. My, my days in showbiz are over. Really? You giving up? Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, I've given up. Yeah, I, I want to get out on top, so, you know. Oh, of course. Yes, I know. I, I realize. Well, you know, you're the second most powerful guy in Israel. When you become the first most, you can you can resign after one day, right? So, finally, um, finally, Biden just called... Netanyahu, did he call you next or what? <laughs> no, he he didn't call me, but you know it's a three-way call, so a three-way. And were you on the other line? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, all right. Well, what what yeah. happened? Come on. I was, I, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was an, it was a good call. Okay, we spoke a lot about very important things about yeah. Iran. Uh, about the Abraham Accords and the yeah. other Arab countries, spoke about Israel keeping its military edge, you know, some very yeah. important things. Yeah. And uh, we were the first country in the Middle East that uh, that Biden reached out to, but we're certainly not one of the first countries he reached out to. Yeah, 28 what, days. Uh, 28 like days he waited uh, before he called yeah. uh the biggest ally in the Middle East, and the only democracy in the Middle East, of all things. Yeah, look, they even admitted they, they don't want to help. They don't want right. to. They don't want to help uh, Netanyahu yeah. in the election coming up in March. Yeah, well, hope, so, hope, uh, hopefully they don't take that to the level of of uh, giving Iran the leeway to complete the bomb that they are very close to having, or bombs. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so is the pandemic on the outs in Israel? Is the uh, Trump vaccine yeah. working? It looks that way. It looks you know, like the vaccine has been very successful here. Very successful. Which one do you guys um, have? In, um, most people are getting the Pfizer one here. Okay, good. Um, is that kosher? 90s, is it kosher? <laughs> well, 97% of the people in my town that are above the age of 50 have have been vaccinated. Wow. 97%. Okay, so uh, I'm waiting for you guys because I'm Jewish and, you know, I probably have uh, similar kinds of blood that you all have. So I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> as I'm, I, I got the... Uh, I got the Israeli test tube out, so to speak, and I'm waiting for I'm waiting for a while to see how you guys do. You know, well, the statistics are fantastic. Yeah, the the, the number of deaths is 
you know, from the population above the age of 60 has gone down, like, dramatically, dramatically. Uh, I, I don't think there's been any. It was like, uh, it's it's really been very successful. Now, I don't know what you're seeing in Israel, but liberal Jews here in the United States, especially in Hollywood, they've reversed the wrongful persecution of McCarthyism uh, back in the 50s to canceling conservatives, uh, especially even Jews, fellow Jews, uh, yeah. by by themselves. Yeah. What's going on yeah. with that? Yeah, they've, they've you know, it's, they used this idea of, what they call the big tent, you know, that everyone should be included and then they get included and then they themselves are turning around and trying to, uh, to, to, uh, to really to banish those on the right in, in the Jewish community. And, uh, you know, it's scary anymore. You can't post anything. You can't say anything. So, you know, everyone's kind of gone undercover. Isn't that the ultimate hypocrisy? When those that yeah. were banned, their their uh, relatives, this happened about 70 years ago, when those that were banned are now uh, the subject of banning people of the same ilk, Jews. Yeah, yeah. They don't um, get the irony of that, right? Uh, you know, I, 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 I uh, am, am very concerned, I have to say, about the future in the American Jewish community. It's very concerning. Yeah. It's a little concerning to me too. Um, Israel uh, Israel is pounding um, Iranian weapons in Syria, and yet they're worried about a plan uh, to unleash a war against Israel from Iraq or Syria uh, to avoid Israel from attacking Iran. Um, do you, Do you understand what I'm saying? Does it, have you heard this? I, I I yeah, I think so. It's. Uh... You know, there, there's two things going on, really. There's, you know, Iran itself, Iran proper and Iraq, and then there's Syria. But, you know, the, the issue with Syria is it, is it becoming a base for, you know, a border with Israel um, that Iran can, can exploit in order to use as a launch pad for, uh, for attacking Israel? Yeah. Um, the problem in the Iran is that they 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 don't only want to be able to attack us from Syria, but they have you know intercontinental missiles. They have missiles that can go a thousand miles, right? Uh, Twelve hundred miles. That's what they're testing in order to reach Israel without Syria. Uh-huh. So, problem. Uh, do you know why North Korea hates Israel? Do I know why North Korea hates Israel? I, yeah. mean, I don't know the specific reason, but I mean North Korea and Iran, the axis of evil, you know they I they, have the specific reason. You want to hear it? Reason. Yeah. Because uh back in 1966, uh North Korea was playing Portugal in a soccer match okay. and the referee was okay. Menachem Ashkenazi. From Israel. And okay. Portugal uh, came back from a three-zip deficit to beat the North Koreans 5-3. to three. And for that, for that, back in 1966, mm. they hate mm. Israel. So wherever this Menachem Ashkenazi is, find him and get him to apologize, for goodness sakes. <laughs> what the hell's the matter with you guys, you know? All right. Um yeah. Other than DaveWeinbaum.net, where can people find and contribute? 
They can come to my website, IsraelAlliance.org, IsraelAlliance.org. We'd love to hear from you. Why was the Scotsman naked? Um, why was the Scotsman naked? Uh, I don't know. He was out of kilter. He was out of kilter. Oh, oh man! Oh, Even he, uh, he, didn't he, he didn't respond fast enough. I know. So no. Well, you know, it's a long distance <laughs> between uh, Fred Israel and uh, Rollo, Missouri. Anyways, Rabbi, thank you so much for being yeah. a star on the Dave Weinbaum <laughs> Show. Pleasure. Uh, All right, guys. Shabbat week, shalom. I hope. You're eating the kids. Shabbat shalom. Bye bye. Well, you you know what? You got a little breaking news there with the uh, finally. Netanyahu going to talk to, uh, not going to talk, but uh, uh, Biden calling Netanyahu 29 days or 28 days after um, he was elected. Yeah, I guess he was the first one in the Middle East. But, you know, he, they were, I mean, they, these are, this is a great ally to, for the United States and vice versa. It's a great ally for, uh, for Israel. And they ought to be... Uh, concerned about uh, stuff like that and uh, apparently they talked about the Abraham Accords uh, they're just they're just uh, talking about that right now today that there was discussion about keeping this Abraham Accords going that's a big deal I mean you know four or five of these uh, uh, primarily Arab Muslim countries uh, aligned now with Israel and who are they aligned against? Here's the problem. They're aligned against basically Iran. Okay? So this is a big positive thing. Um, let's talk a little bit about Jeff Zink. He is a, he called the show last week. And I think uh, somehow he had contacted Liz Cabrera. I think he called once while I was interviewing uh, Liz from Miami, and um, and then he called afterwards. We were going to call him back. We didn't know. You know, we, we don't get a lot of Arizona callers, but uh, we'd, we'd give it a shot. But he called back again, and it was fascinating. You talk about a scoop. Him and his, he is a, um, he's a lawyer, and he's a uh, representative in the, um, in Arizona, Maricopa County. We found out, uh, which um, they are now in the midst of either successfully suing uh, the county, ex- the county elected people, uh, either legislature or otherwise, for running uh, f- a fraudulent campaign. Remember, uh, Arizona was the first call out of Fox News. Yep. How'd that happen? You know. Yep. And uh, they're finding this in uh, a lot of different places, Nevada, Michigan, Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania, um, you know, what else, uh, Michigan, and Georgia. Well, and Pam Tanner on Facebook has a note saying that yeah. she has heard now that the U.S. Supreme Court will be looking into election fraud lawsuits starting uh, February, I guess that's actually today, uh, with this conference, these are lawsuits that include two cases filed by the Trump campaign and one case uh, that was filed by Sidney Powell, uh, Lynn Wood, and also by Mike Kelly. So well, I guess yeah, there might be see, some movement you see, here. Uh, you know, everybody said, oh, well, they uh, they were turned down in court. Uh, they had no evidence. No, no, no. They got lots of evidence. 
The courts turned them down for lack of standing. They still have a lot of cases out there. That's why I'm saying this thing ain't over yet, in my opinion. In fact, we should uh, we should probably play the final countdown in future shows because <laughs> yeah. I think there's going to be some there's going to be some payback here, and I think this is what the Dems are really scared of. And uh, one of your favorites, JL, also commented and said that after listening to the uh, Rabbi Moshe interview, he said, "Oh, Dave, that kilters me." Gee, you know, come up with your come up with some original material, JL, would you please? You know, just you can do this. I know you can. You're a funny guy. Uh, I heard you're funny looking, but I don't believe that. Okay, but you're a funny guy. Get some original material. Why do we do comedy on this show? Why? Because we can. And yeah, they're dad jokes, and there's I got plenty of other jokes besides dad jokes, don't I, honey? And um, but oh, it's okay. Okay, if you say but, so. Huh? If you say so. She never liked this joke. I said, oh, uh, in no. fact, she uses it. Though. No, no ex-wife jokes. Okay. All right, my, please. My wife offered my oh, wife, God. Lisa. She offered to um, to uh, take a broom and just the other day, just yesterday, wasn't it? And yeah. and sweep off. Uh, the snow on my car after you know, I, I shovel- was coming in for rehearsal. After I shoveled the sidewalk for you, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yeah, really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, happened. so so I says, uh, well, uh, she says, uh, well, what, what do we say? Oh, can I? Can, I think you ought to use the broom for that. And I said, well, I got to be there. I mean, I mean, it's fine, but you're going to have to show me how to fly it first. Uh-huh. All right. Ha ha ha. Yeah. That, well, it wasn't uh, <clears throat> when we get home. Mode. When we get home. No. Oh, he baby. does. He does have his own whip now. Okay. I don't know why you said that on air. <laughs> this is why we can never be on video doing this show. Why not? <laughs> you know how many? Wait a minute. You're crazy. This it is would crazy. be entertaining. I must say that. Okay. But. This is this is a true thing. You got me. You got a whip, didn't you? Uh huh. You just went 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 and got one. Uh huh. And you're saying it on air now. It was a joke. You told me never to mention that on air. Never oh, say anything about that. That's right. Oh my God! And she's got it with her, and she's oh that hurts. No, I didn't bring it. Oh, you didn't? No. You just your. I figured that might be embarrassing. Yeah, you're just whipping me. Uh, <laughs> theoretically, is that right? All right. Tongue lashing. That's what we Anyhow, call uh, tongue lashing. We call prepping. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm losing my no uh, no wonder Rush wants to keep it serious all the time. He wanted to keep it serious so he get to the news and I'm I'm, I'm on number 2. I got 21 things to talk about. I'm on number 2. So Jeff Zink Major Scoop. He said there was no break in. There was no break in uh hey. where they were. Hold on. Where they were at uh, um, January the sixth at the Capitol, they were let in by the police. Let in, okay, and um, and they were like escorted, almost like giving a tour. Hi there, welcome to the Dave Weinbaum show. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is your buddy Karen Lewis from Salem, Missouri. Well, Karen Lewis, you never call the show. How are you? Well, that's because I can't find you half the time, and and my best buddy, my classmate Rick Henderson. Uh, sent me a link, which I, by the way, shared on my Facebook page. If anybody wants to uh, to share that. Well, thank you. Yeah, what so, uh, What's on your mind, Karen? Well, do I have a mind after bite me in office? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh well, well, 
anywhere. We're just waiting to see what our president's next move is because it's going to be a great one. We'll just continue to pray for him and also for the family of Rush Limbaugh. So anyway, you guys have a great and safe day, and, well, and I'm for... with you. Now that I can find you. Thank oh, well, you, great. Henderson. Thanks, Rhett. Thanks, Karen. All right, Happy well, belated birthday. Tell all your buddies where I'm at, okay? Do what, hon? Tell all your buddies where you're, where I'm at. Oh, I'm doing it. Trust me. I'm no, I've it. only been canceled oh. twice. I've I'm only gonna, been canceled I know, twice. I'm going to tweet Rush, that too, I, I, love the, I love him and all, but he was canceled. Nine times. Nine <laughs> times. Nine times. So I still got a ways to go. And I, so uh, thank you so much, Karen, and spread the news, will you? All right. Well, you know I'm your biggest supporter for you and Lisa both. Have I know you? that. Oh, thank I know you. that. Thank you so much. I'm glad you found us. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. That's a, that's a, have you been hiding from Karen? I haven't been hiding from anybody. Have you been hiding? Did, well, did I hide it take, from you sometimes. But, yeah, you know. that's true. So, so I hid from you for like 35 years, didn't I? 40 years? Apparently. Okay. Cool. Hi there. Welcome to the Dave Weinbaum Show. Uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Phil from St. Louis. Phil from St. Louis. Hi there. <laughs> no, uh, Bill. Oh, Bill from St. Louis. I used to be in Salem. Okay. I used to oh, I remember time. you. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, because you always had that big uh, uh, two-second uh, delay. And I yeah, always yeah. said, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> okay, so Bill from St. Louis. St. Louis. I'll now, be back in Salem used soon. to be Salem. Hi, what's going on, my friend? Uh, well, I know you said you had 22 things, but uh, yeah. I've been listening to you while I've been here, but. I heard this morning that some uh, congressman introduced a bill that's going to outlaw presidents that been uh, impeached two times not to be buried in Arlington or have any statues or have any federal buildings named after. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, it never stops, does oh it? Oh, my gosh. It'll never stop. <laughs> yeah, it just this made is, me kind of laugh real is, hard. You know, this is the price of, of, of standing up and telling people the truth. And that's what this president did. You might not like his presentation uh, in certain ways, but the guy, you know, uh, it's uh, they're 0 for 2 in impeachments, 0 for 2. And, and uh, they're making fools of themselves. They know. I mean, they got to know. They're, they're listening to Nancy Pelosi. They're going to lose the House next time if the, if the Republicans uh, prove they're not squirrels. They're going to lose the house. It's that simple. All right? Yeah, I agree with you there. Oh, but, look at uh, this. Just look one at other this thing. One, yes, one go other ahead. conservative Republican senator or a congressman said, uh, he goes, no matter where he's buried, he's going to be in your head the rest of your life. There's no doubt about it. Uh, there's no getting rid of this guy. Now, he disappeared for about a um, couple weeks there for a while while this uh, impeachment thing was going on. And um, actually, it was more like a month. And when Rush died, uh, he came out, <coughs> talked on Fox, uh, talked with Hannity, uh, talked on uh, OAN, talked on um, Newsmax, and um, it was very revealing. You know, it was like, I want to see if this guy, I was wondering. I mean, I wanted to see if if Trump was out there as feisty as he used to be, and if he was still saying that we were cheated in this election, and yes, he was, Okay. What is it, what do these people do at Twitter uh, and uh, and Facebook when it comes out that there was cheating, that there was enough cheating to where the election turned, and what they did with their fact checks 
were totally wrong. What are they going to say then? Okay. Well, I don't know. I, I have some friends who, who I won't say friends. They sit there and say, "How do you know that the election was fraud?" And I said, "Well, Biden got more votes than Obama." Yeah, that's a big that's mm-hmm. a big tell right there, and not just by a little. I think it was I think it was like, like uh, 10, 10, 15 million more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and did really good in the black community. Oh, and better than Biden? I mean, better than Obama? No yeah. way! Come on. <laughs> Who believes that? You have to be nuts to believe that. Lost the fewest counties in history, but still won the election. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So, Bill from St. Louis, I want to thank you for calling. And uh, don't, uh, you know, I don't care where you're moving to, buddy. I'll find you. All right. I want you to call the show, okay? Uh, All right. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Hey, there. Old. What is this? This is re- like a reunion week or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what what's going on. There you go. Mm-hmm. You got anything yeah. else from Facebook, Twitter, anything? Uh, let's see here. I don't think anything new we haven't covered. Um, well, and Pam makes a good point. She said, yeah, impeached twice, but also acquitted twice. Yeah, I mean, impeached, they brought charges against him, but, of course, he was not removed from office. So I that bill makes me laugh, the one that he was – I saw that this morning Yeah, as and well. then, then uh, Mitch, you know, Mitch tried to do something – that was applauded by Alan Dershowitz, who on this particular point is full of it. In fact, um, why don't you play that uh, that clip? The one, um, oh, now I got the wrong page. Hold on, I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay, the one with, um, I think it's number eight. Play that one, please. We fight back. Cancel culture is quickly becoming American culture. You know, Common Cause, which purports to be a liberal, not a radical organization, has now demanded that Facebook keep Donald Trump off its platform. We're getting liberals, uh, Nicholas Kristof of the New York Times, saying Fox should be taken off cable networks. It's, it's a call for censorship. I grew up during McCarthyism. I hated communism, but I defended the rights of lawyers to defend accused communists. And I defend today every lawyer. And if any lawyer is the subject of this kind of McCarthyism, I will represent you pro bono. Well, that wasn't it exactly, but I got other things about it. But I want to say this about Alan Dershowitz, who's a great lawyer, and he's a liberal, a Hillary uh, backer. And... He said. He said also that uh, that the uh, the House did a great thing when they vote. I mean, the Senate did a great thing when they voted against this and kept our Constitution intact. It was a constitutional vote that uh, was well received by by him. And he says, "Save the country." Uh, and then he went on to comment about Mitch McConnell and Mitch McConnell, who shredded Donald Trump and basically accused him of being guilty uh, after the trial. And Alan Dershowitz thought that was commendable. And I would sit here and say to Alan Dershowitz, you, you're totally wrong. That's not what you do. You prosecute a case, you prosecute a case, and then the judge makes a decision, or the jury, and that's it. You don't start accusing him of other crimes that you know you can't prove. That is slander, and it's uh, not slander. Yeah, it's slander. Okay, it's slander. And Alan Dershowitz ought to know better. Hi there. Welcome to the Dave Weinbaum Show. What's your name? Where are you calling from? That's Bill Hardwick. Oh, you're o'clock. a little early, Bill. Okay, I didn't really expect huh. you. So we're going to play a little song for you. So if you don't mind. <laughs> Not at all. 
right, ladies and gentlemen, Army veteran uh, served in Iraq. An officer also in the National Guard. He's a lawyer, state representative of the Fort Leonard Wood and uh, Waynesville, St. Robert area. Please welcome Bill Hardwick. So let me ask you this. Uh, but welcome to the show again, Bill. You, hey. You're always uh, welcome here. Um, the impeachment in, poli- in uh, politics. Uh, and uh, wh- what does this say that Trump still has a lot of power? Yeah, I saw the memes that said impeachment champion 2-0. Oh, and uh, <laughs> that the, that the uh, Democrats couldn't quite get it across the finish line for him. Um, yeah. So first of all, I'm not sure what. I'm not sure what the reasoning to impeach him was besides the political point, besides the, maybe the part in the clause of the constitution that says, and you know, impeachment is limited to remove from office and no person can hold a position of public trust in the future. I'm not sure what president Trump did that, that reached impeachment, right. By saying, by challenging something saying, Hey, there was a, a problem here factually, legally in terms of fraud with the election, you know, this isn't okay. How does that arise to impeachment in my mind? It doesn't. It probably goes back to the point you've been making a lot that um, now we're getting to the point where if anybody says anything alternative, an alternative point of view, they're just shut down totally. Yeah. So it says a lot about, I mean, I think there's a lot of enthusiasm for President Trump still here in rural Missouri. I mean, actually, when I drive from my district to Jeff City, I see a lot of Donald Trump signs still up. We still got ours. Isn't it interesting? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if he'll make a bid in 2024. But I know he's a very serious player in, in politics, especially Republican and conservative politics for the near future. Right now, nobody comes close to him in the Republican uh, in a in a supposed Republican primary fight. Nobody comes close. He's got 53, 54 percent. The next highest is about 12 or 13 percent. Yeah. And if we're and if we're trying to handicap potential candidates right now, we're doing so based on how we think they relate to Donald Trump and how we think that President Trump would um, endorse them or like them or not, basically. But let's go back to this impeachment. Uh, You know, it struck me that the Democrats impeaching him like this seemed to me like they're really, really worried about something. They're scared to death because they knew they didn't have a case. They knew they they fixed these uh, videos. They fixed them, all right? They didn't have any evidence and it was a big fraud. Why? Why did they want to do that? And then why did they vote for witnesses and demand witnesses and all of a sudden give it up? Um, I guess there are some possible explanations. One is that there's this phenomenon that's occurring right now that there's no tolerance for anything outside you know, this world order and this social order of the left and of liberalism. In our institutions and the media, Hollywood, Washington, D.C., there's just no tolerance for a competing conservative conservative narrative. And Donald Trump, you know, he may have said things that a little rough around the edges that made some people just go, hey, I don't know sometimes. But generally, people found that he was bold and he was relentless and going in and saying, hey, here's some values. Here's, you know, here's what I think. Here's a uh, he's pushing back at that. And he just came in and he, and he shook it up and he pushed back in a way that nobody ever has. And, um, and I think that that just can't be tolerated. Right. That's the, that's the anathema of, that's the anathema of what can possibly be allowed. We can't, 
um, the media who tried every single thing they could to destroy Donald Trump from day one, the establishment, the deep state who just went after him relentlessly. They can't ever let somebody try to do what Donald Trump did again. And then Bill, in a lot of ways it's kind of closing lid on it. Right. And then Bill, you know, uh, he was on uh, Greg Kelly uh, after Rush died the other day. And they started talking about all these Republicans that came out against him, the rhinos, the Lincoln project and things like that. Uh, And uh, Trump said, you know, Republicans are soft. They only hit their own. When will the Republicans start hitting back? And and uh, kind of, there's a similar characteristic with Rush Limbaugh, right? When yeah. everybody else sort of cowered and folded, right. Rush Limbaugh said, "Hey, you hold your head up if you're a conservative. You have nothing to be ashamed of, right? You don't have a position that's intellectually inferior. There's nothing morally inferior about conservatism. It's it you know right? we we have every right to be a part of the discourse in this country." And to not let the media and other ideologies define everything that we think, right? Yeah. And so for that reason, Rush Limbaugh had to be destroyed too, right? And even after his death, it's, it's astonishing to me the hateful and mean things people say about somebody, right? Um, just sure. because that's what they're taught or they, because they disagree, basically. Well, let me ask you uh, constitutionally what this what this means because is it okay now – uh, I'm 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 a little confused because they brought up the constitutional question first, and uh, it was it was um, a 55 to uh, to 45 vote uh, that, but it didn't have enough to where it could kill the uh, the impeachment. So does that mean now that it is in? sort of the uh, precedent that we can impeach anybody we want to uh, at any time, whether they're alive or dead, uh, in office or out of office? I think it's true that a majority of U.S. representatives can impeach anybody they want to in a federal office for any reason they want to because the Constitution doesn't really have rules for what you ha- what are the criteria for impeachment, right? I mean, it says, hey, high crimes and misdemeanors, but it's a political vote ultimately. There are no rules of evidence. There are no definitions in the Constitution of what those things mean. So if there's a majority of people in Congress, they can pretty much I, – I mean, I think there's nothing to stop them. It's within their Article One power to impeach whoever they want. It's just that throughout history, we've always been very judicious about that. I mean, Andrew Johnson had his own um, antagonistic against the Congress, right? The way right. he kind of went on his tour and he kind of had like these stupors and, um, you know, and made a foil of the legislature till they were his enemies. And that went bad for him. And then Nixon had his situation and then Bill Clinton as well. But we were very judicious about that, right? It had to be an extraordinary circumstance, not just a you're well, of a different party and you had different policies than I did. But this is, nobody, this is nobody has be, ever been able to explain to me what is, crime Donald Trump has committed. This is the first thing Democrats do. This is I not heard this, that once. This is not the last thing Democrats do. This is the first thing they do. And what it, what it, what what what's happening is we're finding out, uh, like in the last impeachment, what we're finding out is there was an impeachable offense. It was committed by Joe Biden when he went and taped himself, or somebody taped him. Telling the story about how he he um, bribed the whoever uh, was yeah, the, prosecutor, the official yeah, the from the Ukraine, right? Ukrainian. Or he was like, that prosecutor's got to go. He's, he's got to go. A uh, charisma correction. Well, right. That's well, right. So or no, we'll let's talk. Money. Let us talk to the president. 
President Obama says, uh, yeah, call him. He says, uh, no, no, let me tell you something. If this guy's not fired, I'm leaving in six yeah. hours. If he's not fired by then, you don't get the billion dollars in taxpayer money. What yeah, the so, hell is that? Is yeah, that I mean, not a quid pro quo? There's so many layers wrong with that. The irony is that Donald Trump was impeached for doing what there's an audio tape of Joe Biden doing, right? Yeah. I mean, like, clear, clear, indisputable evidence. That's exactly what Joe Biden did. So that's one thing. I mean, another point is part of our foreign policy policy is that we are giving these countries money and we're withholding funds because we're trying to get certain things right. That's how we interact with nations, with pieces to bargain with. And President Trump doing that, sending aid package to Ukraine is part of his function as the president. So I've never heard of a president being impeached for doing their functions, right? Him saying, hey, here's our here's the new treaty. Here's we're following this treaty. Exactly. Here's how we're delivering aid. Yeah. Never heard of that. Same thing with the the protest, the yeah. Capitol on January sixth. I've never heard of a president saying, Well, here's what I think happened in November. You know, here we're gonna challenge this in court and that becomes an impeachable offense. Now, never heard now of um let's talk a little bit uh about uh Rush who raved about his yeah. uh his home governor uh DeSantos in Florida there. Uh yeah. his suggestion to fine a hundred thousand dollars each each day that Social media banned congressional candidates from their platforms. Will you please create a bill similar to that in Missouri? There are uh, multiple different versions of bills that would try to knock down the power that Facebook, Twitter, Google, Apple have over basically our entire Internet, entire inflow of information in our country. There's a couple of them. One is to try to create civil liability if that occurs. One is to, to uh, prohibit those companies from discriminating based on content or viewpoint or party. And there's different versions like that. I'm going to support, I mean, I'm going to support most of them probably. Uh, the reason why is because I'm a big free market guy. I love the free market. I love capitalism. I love people exchanging ideas, but I don't think Facebook is part of the free market anymore. I think they have special protections under section 230 right. that let them control information. And they're incredibly powerful. They're powerful. Like, you know, a monopoly was the railroad barons or J.P. Right. Morgan was at the turn of the century. And Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt, Republican president, went to J.P. Morgan. And he was like, you're just way too powerful, right? Yeah. You're controlling this whole country. And that's what big tech is right now. Well, do you do you uh, have any um, do you have any communications with uh, Josh Hawley? Um, I talked to his office uh, yeah. occasionally. And I haven't talked well, to he... him in the, near, in the recent past, but I've talked. Yeah. I think he might have mentioned this too, so he might be a, a real uh, right. go-to guy, and he can have that effect in the uh, Congress as well. So yeah, no, I appreciate Senator Hawley very much. Yeah, uh, so do I. Taking up these issues, yeah, I mean it's been hard on him too. Did you Anybody hear anybody who? Oh, sure. Takes up an issue, yeah, that's right. They push back. I mean, they're so. pushing back, and they're surrounded his house uh, when he wasn't there, and his uh, wife was there with a little child, and uh, very threatening. It took a while for the police to get there. Uh, this is what happens when you when you open up and speak, but we gotta at, cer- at a certain point fight back. We have to, otherwise yeah, we won't right. exist. Which is why yeah, I want to ask you: What happens in twenty twenty two and twenty four elections? Um, are you going to be running for uh, Congress uh, anytime soon, or um, Senator? I'm, I'm certainly running for re-election. I'm going to try to stay involved in politics as much as I can to make sure that um, the voice of the, the people who I'm trying to represent is heard and make sure just like you're talking about, if we don't, if we don't have the stand now, 
on the power of the federal government, on the power of media, on just being able to say things that we think are true and that nobody could disprove are true, then we're at an inflection point where we might lose the ability to do all that. And that, that kind of erodes freedom and democracy. So I'm going to be involved as much as possible. And yeah, we, it takes a lot of courage to take a stand. And sometimes not everybody likes you, but um, it's worth it to preserve the things that are worth preserving in our country. Uh, one last can. question. Is the 2020 election ever going to be really investigated? And where, where do you think these, uh, these court cases, which are just about to open up in various courts around the United States, uh, from the Trump campaign and uh, the Trump lawyers, Linwood and Giuliani, and uh, what's her name? Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell. Yeah. Uh, these are starting to come up in the courts. What do you think? What do you think the possibilities of those things uh, have of going anywhere? Um, yeah. So the, a lot of those lawsuits have not been litigated on the merits. There's been no right. forensic investigation of the machine of the, the Dominion voting machine. Are some serious analysis about the videos in Georgia of the person who's, you know, triple scanning ballots or appears to anyway, and what will happen there. And there's never been a substantive ruling on whether or not a secretary of state, a local election authority, or a state Supreme Court can alter election law in, you know, contrary to the legislature and the state right. constitution. We don't have a single case on point that says those entities can do that, a Supreme Court, state Supreme Court, secretary of state. So it's, it's novel. I mean, one problem is if you have an electronic voting machine, is that evident? How well is that evidence preserved, right? Can I prove it was tampered with? Can I prove the software was downloaded? I, I mean, if you can, it's a long haul, right? It's a difficult, it's a very resource intensive thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what the Supreme Court would do. I yeah. think that John Roberts has been very clear that he's reluctant to yeah. he's a Trump have that discussion and see what that means, right? Well, I they know, I can understand the courts not wanting to get involved in elections. Because it's sort of um, it sort of kind of uh, is a melding of two of our three um, chambers of, of government. However, uh, that being said, they have a they have a uh, duty to protect the Constitution, and we have a right to vote in the Constitution, don't we? A right to, and we also have a right of uh, of uh, uh, free speech, and we also have a right to keep and carry guns. So they've they've got to start to uh, protect. There are other th- issues besides just getting involved in political elections involved here, aren't there? Yeah. No, that's the irony of it, that John Roberts has demurred, and he said, I don't want to make the court be somebody who's, you know, I don't want to lose the, the, uh, the validity, the nonpartisan aspect, like the, the respect of the court. But the irony is that John Roberts has probably set up a situation where as soon as the court, as soon as Amy Coney Barrett and their colleagues start to really say no to an agenda that gets passed the House and by the Biden administration, that there'll be a big push just to, to stack the court and add more justices on right. Yep. And that'll further just make John, make John Roberts' well, position irrelevant. So the only alternative really is to take a stand where you have to take a stand with what's right and not think about not think about you know how the media is going to portray you. Exactly. So. Or how what what they're going to do to the courts, or whatever you know. I mean, uh, you can't do it because you're being held hostage by some stupid socialist threat in the future. You got to fight back now, or yeah, there will a, be it. They're going to do it anyways. 
Yeah, that's a good analogy, right? I Thank mean, the you. terrorist is going to try to kill kill a person regardless. That's right. They're going to try to do harm regardless, so you have to stop them somehow. Where can people find you <laughs> and contribute? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't give us an exact address because now, you know, you've opened it. We've, that, our last sentence was, you know, um, uh, a terrorist is going to find you. So let's be vague about it. Where, but where can people contribute to you? Um, you could find me on Facebook, reach out to our campaign that way. Ironically, right. Ironically, the best way to reach me is the best way to <laughs> flow of information is Facebook. Yeah, our campaign's on there. You could reach out to us. We can communicate with you that way. And, uh, and then, you know, our contact information for the Capitol is there on the website Okay, and you can reach us there for the official inquiries or official business that way. So, so I have one, I have one legal question for you. What did the drug company do when harassed by the government, what did the drug company do when harassed by the government? Um, hang on, just can you re- ask that question so I could start the clock and I could send you a bill for my legal advice. You could send the bill and and uh, I'll just I'll just write out a big check right now. Here, I just wrote a check on a paper. Okay, <laughs> okay. Can- no, I have no idea. What did the drug company do? What did it do when harassed by the government? This is an easy answer pseudofed uh-huh. pseudofed uh-huh. hello uh-huh. all right thank you so much <laughs> you don't get paid for that you didn't solve the case <laughs> right. That's right. thank you so much enjoy uh, speaking Bill, with you, i, enjoy, I always enjoy weekend, talking to you you're a smart guy and you got a good future okay good luck to you thank have you. a great weekend bye. You too, bye. bye okay i like this guy he's, he's a yeah. young guy yeah. yep Absolutely. And I think he's got a really good future. Absolutely. He's a smart guy. got a sense of humor, um, unlike some people in this room. Anyways. Uh, hey, now. Huh? Who what? are you looking at? I don't know. Talk amongst yourselves. We're not the ones cracking who's corny the one, jokes. Who's the one using crickets? We're not, we're not cracking corny jokes over here. Yeah, see? Look at him. There he is. There's he the crickets right now. There. It's all there on your side. It. It's all on he your side. He admitted it. All right. In four minutes now, we've got uh, Dr. Amy uh, coming up. And uh, now I would like to hear from, um, I would like to hear Seinfeld Confessions. Uh, since we, we were talking about, what were we talking about before? Um, you know, honesty and confessing and being outright and, you know, that stuff. Basically, not like Joe Biden then. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me your sins, my son. Uh, well, I, I should mention that I'm Jewish. Well, that's no sin. Oh, good. <laughs> Anyway, I, I wanted to talk to you about Dr. Watley. I, I have a suspicion that he's converted to Judaism purely for the jokes. And this offends you as a Jewish person? No, it offends me as a comedian. <laughs> and it'll interest you to know that he's also telling Catholic jokes. Well... Uh... And, and, I mean, and they're all jokes. I mean, the Pope and Raquel Welch in a lifeboat. I haven't heard that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help it. All right? There's certain things I can't help. I had to watch the Super Bowl. I'm in the outs with professional sports altogether. But I got to watch it sometimes. I have to watch it. I have to watch... Um, NBA even, you know, and, and they're siding with China, of all things. So I'm a, I guess I'm a bit of a traitor that way. I don't know. Well, we have a uh, guy mm-hmm. named George Collin here that has a bit about uh, the difference between football and baseball. Oh, yeah, that's, we should play that too. In football, the object is 
for the quarterback, otherwise known as the field general, to be on target with his aerial assault, riddling the defense by hitting his receivers with deadly accuracy in spite of the blitz, even if he has to use the shotgun. With short bullet passes and long bombs, he marches his troops into enemy territory, balancing this aerial assault with a sustained ground attack which punches holes in the forward wall of the enemy's defensive line. In baseball, the object is to go home and to be safe. I hope I'll be safe at home. Safe at home. <laughs> it's funny. Okay, well, we're coming up to the baseball season now. We're at the end of football season. Uh, pretty interesting Super Bowl, I thought. Uh, anyway, play number four. I want you. I want to get into the uh, impeachment uh, aftermath. And uh, this was last Sunday. Maria Bartiroma. Uh, Alan Dershowitz and uh, uh, Representative Jordan. Great news for the country. I mean, remember what the Democrats were trying to do, Maria. They were trying to cancel the guy that 74 million Americans voted for because they didn't want him to be on the ballot, have a chance to be on the ballot in 2024. And they were so obsessed with this, going after the president, that they were willing to ignore the Constitution, willing to ignore due process, willing, willing to ignore the facts, willing to doctor evidence, and willing to, at the last minute, try to call witnesses when, when that made absolutely no sense to do so. So this is how focused and obsessed they've been. It was a good day for the country that the president was acquitted again. Look, the reason that they went for witnesses is they counted the votes. They saw that McConnell said he was going to vote to acquit. So they threw a Hail Mary and it backfired. It caused a fumble in the end zone. It totally backfired because the Trump team said, all right, you call one witness, we'll call 90. We'll have depositions. This trial will never be over. And so they backed away and... Okay, we've got uh, we've got our next uh, interview. No, that's somebody else calling. So, and we're that's Randy, and we're very close oh, on yeah, time here. So, right. Randy, call back. There we go. Radio Randy. Radio Randy, yeah. call back. Yeah. All right. After this interview, I've got an interview, and then I'm free. Okay. You know, I've started actually. Um, Every other show may be having uh, less interviews, one less interview, to give more time for folks to call. Do we have anything on uh, Twitter? I mean, on Facebook. Um, Let's see. I don't think we have anything new that we haven't covered yet. Uh, Let's take a look. Um, Nope, not yet. Nothing new. Okay, well, Amy's never late. Um, That's her. Hi there. Welcome to the Dave Weinbaum Show. Uh, I believe I know who this is, so I'm just going to play your song. From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, New York to L.A., well, there's pride in every American heart, and it's time to stand and say... I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died who gave that right to me. And I'd gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. 
Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't usually play the whole song. But this this is such talent um, on display here. In this, Not my talent, not anybody in this room's talent, but the talent of the person who's on the phone right now. Dr. Amy Cooper, Hakeem, bad boss expert to political advisor, author, motivational speaker, psychologist, and the official shrink to Dave Weinbaum, I mean the Dave Weinbaum show, all the way from Boca Raton, Florida. Let's hear it for Dr. Amy Cooper, Hakeem. Boy, we're all kind of bummed out, but, uh, you know, you know, Rush died. Uh, you know, we uh, we think we lost the election in 75 to 80 million Trump supporters uh, being canceled, banned, fired, uh, in, including Trump himself. He was impeached for the second time. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but this is kind of depressing stuff. Uh, what's your advice for everybody? How are you feeling about this, doctor? Well, thank you for asking. I mean... I think we just have to move on. We have to say, what can we do to make sure that this doesn't continue to happen? So we shouldn't be canceled. We shouldn't be silenced. And yet at the same time, we need to choose our steps carefully, make sure that we are taking time for self-care and recognize that we live in a democracy where it's not always going to be, even if we want somebody to win or someone to be in a particular place, it's not always going to happen that way. But if we look at what good happened when that person was in power, if we look at, say, Rush Limbaugh, you know, he was such an inspiration. And obviously, his life was was too short. Uh, but what he did with his days uh, was, was very meaningful and very impactful. And if we can take lessons from that, then we can also choose to live our life with meaning and live as if it is our last day so that we are, you know, purposeful in our choices and not to, I mean, something that I've personally done is to not allow drama in. I encourage my clients not to do that in the workplace, but I think that also applies so much so to what's going on in the world. Social media and the way that the, the whatever is considered true is what's what you see on your feed is uh, particularly distressing. And I think that, you know, taking a step back from some of that and recognizing the role that that plays in the way that we make our decisions and how we we feel about our own selves is really it's important. It's important to do that check and to say, OK, you know, what do I need personally in order to be happy and who do I need to surround myself with in order to feel comforted? And so we need to be having those positive influences and getting them from something else other than that which is obviously Okay, okay. Out. I understand your point, but uh, should we have had that advice given to the uh, people that got fed up with uh, the dominance of the dominance of England during the 1750s to 1780, 85 or so? Uh, should we have said just you know I, I you know it's, I know it's a tough time but let's let's step back a little bit. Well, so are you okay. are you it saying it that depends we depends on your role? 
right? So if you can make change, you have to think about how you can make change and where you can be impactful. And I think the issue that you don't want is you don't want there to be such divisiveness within, say, the Republican Party that it ends up not being able to move forward. So obviously we have so many different issues that happened with the past election. So everyone needs to come together and make sure that that doesn't happen in 2022. That doesn't happen, you know, the next presidential round. And so we have that has that has to be a major priority. I mean, like I told you on another show, I literally had my very fancy big calculator out playing with the numbers as they were coming in. And I feel certain that there was fraudulent issues, errors, problems, whether it's illegal or not, whether it was a technical glitch or not, whether someone from another country did it or not, it happened. And so we have to take whatever steps to make sure that doesn't happen again. So that, I think, well, should be the priority of those who are able to make those choices. Here's but the problem. for us to continue to harbor that is not necessary. We need to move on ourselves. I think well, that's here's, the problem. Here's the, the problem, problem is, with are moving you dwell? Here's are the... you a dweller or are you a doer? And you have to answer that own question for yourself. I'm if actually, I am a dweller, I'm, I'm, I'm going to dwell. I'm neither. I'm a Jew. I'm Jewish. Okay? I'm, I'm not either of those. I'm Jewish. And I'm looking out to see to other – to our history – to our history in uh, in all the places in Europe, to uh, our history even today in this country, where it's getting to be uh, uh, tough to be Jewish, much less a Trump supporter. And what I'm saying is you're saying for our sake of our democracy, well, I'm looking at our, at our democracy, it seems to me it's being absolutely destroyed. We're being governed right now by 50 to 60 and growing executive orders, something that Joe Biden himself said was the sign of a dictator. If if uh, if I if I uh, uh, rule like that, then I'm a dictator. And so, right. so here's so again, the problem. I, and yeah, I, and I totally, you know, I'm not particularly politically inclined, right. and I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed as a standard American, <laughs> right? You know, there someone you who doesn't really follow the news as much does. I, I actually feel very discouraged. I mean, I'll take it one step further. I happen to be a Bachelor fan. I like watching The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, and I'm disgusted by what happened to Chris Harrison. Disgusted. Yeah, tell us about that, because I heard something about it on there. Uh, and he's oh, obviously, okay. obviously, you so, know, and I, and is, it, Henders- I, it's, is based, it uh, Henderson or Harrison? What happened is there was a... Uh, there happens to yeah. be an African-American black, um, sorry, if I tell you we had a, um, a phone issue. Yeah. And so I ended up having to dial in, and that was my reminder that normally, normally I take my huh. cell phone and I move it very far away during our, our thing. I don't know if you heard the alarm, but that was, hey, go to Dave, go to Dave. So it was, <laughs> must, must have been on for a bit. I anyway, did, I did so note that you, were we never, are... that you were never late and you were about 30 seconds late today. I, you, the reason I was is because our internet and our telephone line went down. Oh, okay. So I had to, I had to actually find a different way to call into you. So, oh, anyway, okay. well, yeah, fine. yeah. Uh, thank you for noticing. I like to be. Prompt. Oh, I know you. Um, I know you like to be prompt. Absolutely. I really do. I really do. Um, but so anyway, so with this yeah. particular um, Bachelor franchise, I mean, it's been going on for years. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how many, but easily they're early two thousands. Um, so. This main host has been the host of all this reality TV show. And so he um, they, they try to do groundbreaking things, you know, whether it be promoting um, equality or encouraging women to have a voice or encouraging men to have a voice. I mean, like he's really pretty even keel. I like him very much as a, a host. 
So um, he there they happen to have a, an African American mm. main lead for the show uh, for this particular season. I have not watched it yet, and there are a number of contestants who are vying for his affection and uh, ultimate proposal. That's the purpose of the show. And so one of the the leads or one of the contestants happens to be white. Mm -hmm. And so um, what what people do on the Internet is they search for, you know, information about the different contestants Mm -hmm. and such. And so then if they like what they see, then they might promote that. If they don't, then, you know, this culture just starts blasting uh, the individual. So it happens that this particular white contestant mm-hmm. um, went to some type of a party mm-hmm. five years ago, and she and it was a racial or racially slurred type of Ant- Antebella. Uh, she went. Does that her, ring a bell? Antebella. Um, it was an, a, an like a plantation party? party. I actually don't even know what that is. I don't um, even but, know. So it, there, it was a fraternity I, or a sorority party. I assume she it's a, uh, she went a along with a number of people to kind of party. thing. Not meant to be biased, but definitely no. biased. Right, yeah. right. So anyway, um, so but again, you know, she wasn't a contestant then. She was a college kid. She yeah. was going with the group, right. doing what, you know. And so she didn't have a chance to say, oops, I shouldn't have gone, or I didn't realize the ramifications of going, or right. of course I wouldn't go today knowing what I know about the appropriate way to behave. It was a college mistake. You know, people make mistakes. Sure. Or I didn't realize what it was till I got there and I wouldn't have gone had I known. Or I would have gone and you know what? I've changed my ways. Whatever she wanted to say, the woman hadn't had a chance to defend herself So yet. what happened? And had not. And um, mainstream, you know, just people watching who wanted to, to really destroy this woman um, were not only talking about, you know, how horrible she is and how racist she is, but also her parents and her upbringing. And I mean, they, they slammed everyone. Meanwhile, the woman hasn't even had a chance to defend herself. Sure. So the host went on air on, I think, Extra or some TV show. And um, and he said, let's give her a little bit of grace yeah. until we until she says and, and defends herself. So his language, though, some of his word choice was not perfect. OK, I though watched the 15 minute interview and didn't think it was horrific. Yeah. But fast forward, Bachelor Nation meaning the fan base, went crazy saying that he was racist, that he should step down <laughs> because he inadvertently acted in a racial, like a racist yeah. manner with his language. Yeah. I actually teach multicultural awareness classes. I promote multicultural awareness within organizations. I, I mean, I'm a woman. You know, I like, I like equality. I knew that I about you. Equality. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't I you know, know what, I didn't think the rumor was know? true. That rumor's <laughs> true now, isn't it? You're a woman. Oh my gosh. No, but I You're a doctor a, and you're a woman. I don't want to be given a job oh my or, a goodness. or a position because I'm a woman. <laughs> I want to be given that job right. or role or position because I'm capable. I and I think that there right to and diversity is great. Difference yeah. is important. We need okay. it. We need different ideas. We need different people. We need different perspectives. All of that yeah. is phenomenal. But yeah. basically what what this host was saying is, look, we've been down this road before. I've seen what happens, you know. Right. Let let her just have her time. Let's give her grace until then. Yeah, and that but wasn't good he, enough. He it, it, they went crazy, and he. Yeah. I mean, he did say something which I don't think had he thought through, maybe he wouldn't have said it. But he said, you know, if this would have happened, they wouldn't have had a party like this in today's day because right. people are more aware. Right. What's uh, wrong with but that? He meant it in like, let's see what she has to say. Uh, but he anyway. So they basically called for him. He stepped down. It's pretty true. He's no longer. 
he's not, I mean, he hasn't formally said he's not working for them anymore, yeah. but he's not airing the next episode. He's, he's taking a break to reflect yeah. on what he's done wrong. Yeah. That, yeah and oh I'm so disgusted by that this whole disgusting. process. Yeah. I, I, I just, ugh. so anyway. You know, I, I'd love to be challenged by uh, these, some self-righteous uh, on the left, uh, including uh, black guys. I mean, I grew up with black people. Okay, uh, I sort of kind of get it. I hung out with them, um, and some of them uh, would try the racial stuff on me, and it didn't work because, you know, we were friends, and uh, it it would work on some other whites. Not that all of them did that, but uh, some did. And um, I got into fights with them. I, I played with them. I played football with them. And um, it was no big deal. But I did notice... I did notice when I was in high school, and I didn't, I didn't reflect on it at all until recently, that there were hardly any quarterbacks playing in the '60s, uh, black quarterbacks in the '60s. Now, hmm. now to me, now that reflects on discrimination, and it shouldn't have happened. But we never, I never saw a black guy or anybody else uh, speak up about it. Uh, white guy, black guy, coach, or anything. So that has that that means it was instituted in somewhere early, uh, and we all know the uh, the problems that blacks had getting into professional sports and the baseball and stuff. So th- I mean, some of it's true. It's well, a lot of it is true. It, right. I, I mean, it's it's just I just my the point is that obviously this girl had she thought through probably wouldn't have gone to that party. Maybe she didn't know better. Maybe she right. did know better. But she's she's not that person now, and we all are allowed to make changes or choices, and we shouldn't be judged in that way. I mean, I always tell my kids to be careful what they post online because it can haunt them twenty years later when they want to get a job. Right. So this type of stuff does happen. And if you're in the public eye, then, then, you know, truth be told, what what you've done and publicly is is everyone, especially the way the technology works today, everyone can find it out. And so you've got to be careful. You always want to behave in such a way that you'd be comfortable with anybody seeing whatever it is that you've done outside. If they had a camera and you're walking to take your garbage out, you want to make sure you do so (laughs) and you don't break any rules or laws or or problems within your community. I mean, it's all, everyone can see everything now, but living that that way, living in this heightened way is incredibly scary. We're in a cancer. It makes us question. We're in a cancel culture and that needs to be fought just as hard as anything else because yes, this woman probably uh, did this and didn't mean any harm, okay? Yeah, and she actually ultimately did apologize. Yeah, okay, so would, what's you know, the big she deal? Took ownership, but the point is they shouldn't cancel the, the – the cancel culture literally canceled this guy. Exactly. His, and so that's the thing that is so enraging. But you have to look. So if we look at the positives, bringing us full circle to your initial question to me, okay? It sucks right now. Yeah. If you believe that that there is injustice at whatever level, say with the Trump situation, yeah. it's not good right now. It isn't. But no, they cancel you came, for that. Look at they, what came out. They take away, Doctor Amy. But they take at, away your job. They they out. cancel your jobs. They cancel your diplomas. My goodness. Yeah, okay. Uh, but, but, okay, yes, all of that stuff needs to be better. And hopefully in 10, better. 15, 20 years, we're going to see a different shift. Okay, I'll tell you what. I, what. My point is this. My point 20 is years? I don't have 20 is, years. I'm no, 72. They better change it now. Forward before. People are speaking up. People are joining the movement who okay. wouldn't have joined it before. 
there is progress. There was positive. Even now, I, I mean, I heard that there's so much, much, you know, emphasis on perhaps having him run even, you know, in 2024. That's a big deal. Yeah. Well, I think he's going to. So, but the, yeah, my point is that there is movement. There is emphasis. There was stuff that was done. People are saying, you know what, I'm not going to stay quiet anymore. And yes, there are consequences, just like the people who fought for, you know, any kind of change in any society across history. And you mentioned the Jewish culture all those years ago in yeah. Egypt. OK, people fought for things or, but you know, there are really, really bad things that happen. And we have to we have to either choose to or, dwell on that or to act and make sure that we move forward in a way so that we do we promote more of the positive component since we're both since we're both jewish i want to talk to you in hebrew about the uh, the last thing here okay no i don't know hebrew okay <laughs> <laughs> but but uh i i talked about this with rabbi moshe yesterday and it was about the fact that during the uh, McCarthy hearings back in the uh, early 50s, late 40s, uh, there were a bunch of Jews who were canceled, like the ones today because of communism, because they were communists, okay? And since that, since Kirk Douglas actually stood up to them, a Jew, uh, and said, we're not going to tolerate this, and he broke, he broke it, by hiring a famous uh, actor that was in Fiddler on the Roof. Um, now we've got the Jews in Hollywood canceling Jewish conservatives. It's the same thing. It's, what the hell's I, that about? I really, I really think, I, I just keep going back to the fact that the people who are in my life uh, who were so meaningful to me and special to me who are no longer here, like my grandparents, my dad, what they would say in this situation. And I, I really have been ruminating on that because my, my grandfather was a judge. And, I mean, he would have just been appalled by the way that there are no morals and ethics in, in what's happening. Yeah. Um, you know, my dad was, was so proud of his heritage and proud to have served in the Navy and just proud to be a Jew, proud to be an American. And I just... I think that I think we just need to to reconvene. We need to, you know, bolster up our energy so that we can keep up the fight. Uh, but all I'm saying is we need to be strategic. In well, I would our agree movement, with that. Strategic Absolutely in our agree. statements and careful because two steps forward may mean one step back, but we're still moving. Forward I would agree. We, can't, we, can't we have to, we way. have to be uh, we have we have to be strategic now compared to other states. You live in Florida, all right? Now, um, uh, I realize Texas is in a is a, has a problem with weather, but you in Florida and California, uh, being a comparison, you both have the same kind of pandemic uh, numbers, very comparable in both states, and yet one state is a total mess. And and you're in Florida. Do you feel lucky that you're in Florida instead of California or maybe New York? Oh, I mean, definitely. I really do. Um, I'm actually so ready to get a vaccine and, and begin to live life more normally. Um, but, yes, it's um, Pfizer is the one to get take advantage of the things yeah. that are open the yeah. way that many who wish can. Um, but, but yes, I think the freedom and the opp- opportunity to make our own choices is critical. According to my Israeli rabbi, 
Moshe Rothschild, Pfizer is the one to get. That's the one that's yeah, heard, uh, in Israel. I heard that it has a, a greater efficacy, so yeah. it's more. It does what it's supposed to do more effectively sooner. Did you say um, efficacy? Uh, effectively? Okay. <laughs> I said efficacy. Yeah. All right. All right. Show me off. Showing off again. Efficacy. All right. Other than DaveWeinbaum.net, where can people find and hire you? Because God you. knows you've My done wife. me a lot of good. Mm-hmm. You've done me a lot of good. I'm sure a lot of the people out there are listening to the show. Uh, well, enjoy thank you so much. Listening. So you can find me at cooperstrategicgroup.com or amycooperhakeem.com. I'm on all of the social media outlets, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, at amycooperhakeem. So Nancy Pelosi the other day answered the phone. She said, who is this? And uh, response uh, from Donald Trump was, Owen. And Nancy said, Owen who? And Trump said, Owen too, and hung up. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot. Say hello to uh, that stranger that you live with up there, and uh, hi to the will, kids. I will. I will. There's a case for you. I hope you're dealing with him. My goodness. I, you know, he has to do what's important for him, and uh, I, I, think he'll, I think he'll come back around. He just needs. To take I, had to the, I had to play the. I had to play the. Perry Mason song for another attorney. I'm cheating on him already. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Take put, care. put that in his craw. Let him chew on it. Okay. Yeah. Shabbat Bye, shalom. Bye. Bye. Okay. So we had a call. I noticed. And, yeah, we uh, had. A, I think this was uh, the last one was from Bill from the uh, uh, the radio station, I believe. Oh really? Go ahead and call him back. Okay. Wow. That was pretty good. You know, I only get through a couple of questions with her. And uh, it's it's interesting. And I don't agree with everything she says. I think I kind of get her to change a little bit during it. Didn't, didn't you feel that? Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's good. You know, you want to you, you get people to, to your side. If, if you can, if you can't, then you can't. So, you know, and here he is calling me. It would be nice if you listened to the show. I'm going to say that. You know, I'll probably get his message now. You have reached Bill Bruns at 909. What did you do? I wanted to leave a message. I call him again. Okay, well, while you're doing that, let me just, uh, let's see. Now I'm on number three. So what the hell? Number three. Where are we here? What a putz. He calls me and then... Uh, and then he doesn't wait for the return call. He knows I do this. Maybe he just wanted to leave you a message, too. Maybe he well, didn't really want to talk to you. Well, no, no. He said he was going to call. I talked to him yesterday. He said he was going to call the show. Oh, okay. You have reached oh. Bill Bruns at 909-553-4436. Is that him? That's 553-4436. I'm not available at oh, the moment, God. but if you leave a timely message, I'll get right back to you. Timely. Thanks, bud. Bye. Make it timely. You know, you know you're a putz. <laughs> And let me tell you why. I called you. I, uh-huh. I wasted that. You're a putz. And let me tell you why. I called you back at twice, and I'm on the air, and you didn't answer the phone. Oh, oh my goodness. I don't know what I'm doing there. Hey, uh, all right. Uh, call me back. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right. Now, you got another one there? Oh, my goodness. This is Chester here. Oh, Chester. Okay. Well, that, he should be uh, answering it pretty quickly. I would think. Hi there. Welcome Hello. to the Dave Weinbaum Show. What's your name? Where are you calling from? 
This is Chester from north of Duluth. Oh, hello. How are you? I am very well. Good. What's going on? I have uh, one one clarification and four points. Oh, God. You'll enjoy this. <laughs> this is all based on your show. You'll enjoy this. Take well, go, good notes. Okay, go First of it. all, antebellum. You were unsure yes. what that even meant? Uh, yes, I was okay. I was unsure. I thought Ante-bellum. it was some kind of a, a party. No, 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 no. N-A-N-T-E, as in preceding, refers to preceding the war, meaning the time oh. preceding the Civil War. Okay, so when, when they had... When you go to an antebellum activity, you are, com- you are doing something that relates to the, the Old South. Okay. So think gone with so, the wind. So did they have slaves in these parties well, or pretend slaves? Well, of they had or? slaves in the period of right. the antebellum, and yes, that's what I know the connection that. is. So if you ever do, or if you, know, if, if you ever and your family or any friends ever go to an antebellum party yeah. and you're dressed up in the old-style clothing right. and, you know, you're the, 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 the southern gentleman and lady... Well, you know, you're obviously slaveholders, so, you know, that's... that's Honey, we're so never going where, to another one of those again. You can't yeah. convince me to do that. Okay. No, no, no. But that's what, that's what that's all about. Anyway, it's it's the pre-Civil War South, <laughs> antebellum. Okay. As all right. far as... Uh, you, you you had some good words for uh, Professor Dershowitz. I did you, did you agree with that? You actually agreed with something I said? No, no, I'm just... I'm, I'm clarifying it. I'm oh, correcting You're not agreeing. Dershowitz... God, you're a leftist commie with no redeeming qualities of any kind. What he does is he simply loves to play with the letter of the law. And that's how the communists always do it. That's how the leftists do it. They use our laws against us when it pleases them to do so. Well, that's why I said something. He 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 is not consistent. In that area. Oh, no, no. He's very consistent. That's what I'm telling you. Okay. He plays with the letter of the law to screw his opponents. That's all he Well, I think does. it was Dershowitz, who, by the way, was one of uh, the Trump defenders. I think he came out and said stuff like uh, when Mueller and uh, his Hillary only uh, lovers. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me finish. And he knew it. Let to look good finish. so that people like you think he's decent. Okay. Let there me finish. No, there is no soul in the man. Who is that? Is that him again? All right. I gotta. You. I gotta call you back. Okay. okay. Um, thanks. Bye. Hello. Hey, is this uh, Rolla, Missouri? Oh my God. Okay, so if you call me, and I, you know I'm probably busy. You're not listening to the show, right? You're no, not listening to the mark. show, and and uh, and I'm on the I'm on the line. I'm I'm doing what was I doing? An interview at that point, or what? Yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. And then I call you right back as soon as I'm done with the interview. Twice. I know I was driving. I, you know we can't talk on the phone out here in California, and uh, and drive. You still so, obey the laws at that in that Weasley state? Oh my well, that's, God! That's one of our laws. Oh man! Why don't you get one of those push buttons? You can't talk to her uh, without holding the phone. I, I should get like uh, one of my uh, reps, you know, that automatically replies. Yeah. I'm driving. Call me back later. No, but there are there are things that comes on automatically. All you do is push a button. Will they catch yeah. you for that? Well, you know, us above 60-year-olds, uh, you know, the technology 
kind of goes over. Even I have sometimes. that. I'm 72. There you go. Oh, my gosh. All right, People so what can I do for you group. today, uh, Bill? We're all out there, right? Did you get a, get my other promo? Yeah, it's uh, it's running. Good. So so Bill here is uh, the uh, the main guy, other than Mitch, who is actually, actually the guy that signs his checks, right? That's how you always say so. I got right. people that sign the checks, they ain't the boss. But still, oh, uh, I yeah. get it. Okay, and uh, so you got my, did you get the contract back? Got everything. Okay. And, uh, so the program is going to be up there uh, Sunday at 11 o'clock Pacific time. Yeah, I got that right, didn't I? Yeah, 11 yeah. o'clock till 1. And maybe someday if we move to three hours, if I start getting sponsors again, and there are people out here who uh, want to sponsor the show again, I think we're well, getting... yeah, it'll come around, no yeah. doubt. All right. And so uh, you're out there in the middle of uh, uh, California between um, Los L.A. Angeles and Palm Springs. Palm Springs. Like and what other town? Well, I'm in Redlands. Um, yeah. Which is... Yeah. You're right on the so, interstate there, right? Uh, say that again? You're right on the main highway uh, between a bunch of different places. Palm Springs. Um, yeah, uh, I-10, and it goes San Bernardino, San Bernardino, right? Yeah, yeah, it keeps going all In the LA. way down the southern border. Okay, so uh, you got you have a lot of traffic there. Lots of traffic. Tons, which means you get a lot of uh, people listening in. You got Was it like six hundred thousand right. yeah. a day? And we're going to have a nice, uh, pleasant day today. Our high temperature here in Redlands is going to be seventy-five, wow. and out in the desert, it'll be about eighty. Neat. Okay. Well, good thing you're not in Texas. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So I asked well, this. Lot, I asked this question. Golfing today, Dave. Huh? I I wish I could. It was one degrees today this morning so i don't think i'll be golfing yeah. i might go out and work drive through today at, the, at mcdonald's so yeah. uh, we had this one question i had for this lady i just talked to her in, in uh, california in florida <clears throat> her name is dr amy cooper hakeem so i asked her you know in in florida you have about the same covid19 results as they do in california and yet california seems to be deteriorating uh under its leadership and Florida is flourishing. So what's the difference, Bill? I I don't know too much about Florida. Out here, we're, we're doing okay. I mean, we're making it through. Okay. Um, everything will be fine. Somebody got know? a gun. And, and, and does somebody Florida got a gun too, to and, your and head? The country. So. Is somebody is it, somebody making you say this? No. Okay. All right. I'll just that. just my own mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It just seems yeah, to me we'll, everybody's we'll moving to Florida, and a lot of people are moving out of California to other places. And some of them ended up in Texas, and they're freezing their butts off. Yeah, they'll be probably moving back. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're building uh, about 30, 3,200 new homes just uh, west of the radio station here. Cool. And uh, in Banning itself, Banning, California – another 5,200 homes just north of the hospital. So uh, there's going to be more influx. Um, we we get a lot of Canadians down here, too. Oh, okay. They don't know the difference between Florida and uh, California, do they? Yeah, we don't get hurricanes here. That's true. Well, yeah. Maybe a little earth-shaking. A little, little fire. You Just a little fire out there, right? 
Oh, yeah, every now and then. All right. All right, what else you got for me, my friend? Well, I'm just, uh, this. you're heading into your fifth year on KMET. Pretty cool. And uh, you're one of our longest-running uh, independent programmers, and we want to thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. I just remember our first conversation years ago um, and talking to you, and you're wondering, how did these guys find my phone number? <laughs> you know, and yeah, how did where you? are they at? But, yeah. Uh, yeah, you've been on quite a while, right. so that's great. The longest, uh, am I the longest ever on there, or what? Well, not the longest ever, but yeah. you you rank up there. Well, name, name some of the popular shows you have on. Well, we have the Dave Ramsey show on, uh, yeah. on our station. Um, we've got Audrey Adams. She's from New York. Um, we Dave Levine uh, does a program. He's out of San Francisco. So we're we kind of bill ourselves as the uh, radio station for independent programmers. And you used to have a guy that does Frank Sinatra imitations, and he's a, he's an actor. What's his name? Oh, I can't remember that guy. I know who you're talking yeah. about. I don't. Yeah, he's a famous guy. Well, I hung out with him once in uh, Washington D.C. We're we're going to be having an Italian program coming around uh, in April. Uh, Forget about Frank it. Sinatra. And you, do, you, do you know that Mitch's grandmother was uh, the head of his Palm Springs estate out here? When, no kidding. When, wow. In the 60s and 70s, yeah. He saw, Mitch saw a lot of stuff, huh? Uh, I don't know if he paid attention. Well, he probably, can't, he probably guy, can't talk grandma? about it even today. Oh, he's a singer, dear. Oh, okay. Huh? What? But he, what did you but call he does me? have Frank Sinatra's old uh, grill. Did you call me deer? I think it was talking about Say Frank Sinatra or something there. Yeah. Okay. All right. I thought you just right. called me deer. Well, I appreciate appreciate you putting me on your okay, uh, deer. program today. Okay. <laughs> and did he call uh, me if deer? you do go golfing, uh, oh yeah, orange uh, golf ball. I'm taking I'm taking you up. I tell you what, uh, I can't wait. All right. All right. Pebble Beach, baby. Come on. <laughs> You, you have a good weekend. You too. Hi, hi to Mitch. Bye. Yep. Thanks, Dave. Bye. Thank you. Would all you, right. Would you quit with all the endearing terms for all the men? I don't know. Please? He said he called me dear, didn't he? Well, this is this has been going on all I, show. I think he was talking about uh, somebody else. Something with Sinatra, I believe. But he was saying something. He said dear, didn't? Yeah, he? I Did think you he hear was, him say dear. Yeah, but Rick? I think I think it was in relation to the story he was telling. Is that thing activated? Say something in it. Who? Hold on a second. Tell me your name. What's your name? Uh. Yeah, Rick Henderson. Is it working? Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. All right, Ricky. There is a Rick Henderson. There we go. We just proved it. <laughs> By golly. Now, who do we got that's called? A lot of people. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, go ahead and uh, start calling them back because God knows I should get to number uh, three. Uh, we talked a little bit about general um, honor, honore, uh, Russell Honore. Hello. Hi there. Welcome to the Dave Weinbaum Show. I bet this is JL. You are one lucky man. It is me. All right. Well, yes, I am, as a matter of fact. Now, what can I do for you? Uh, hey, I'm broke. Could you give me some money? You're broke? I, I know speak English. No speak gotcha. English. No, no comprehende, senor. We can send you. Well, I'll tell you where you can do. We can send you to the border, and you can, you can dress up in some... Uh, South American clothes, and uh, you can get all the money you want. 
Oh, good. What, did you send me the money to go to the border then? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Uh, again, I, again, for I forgot that. I, I forget I speak no English. All right. What else do you want? Hey, man, I got to tell you, I yeah. remember listening to Rush Limbaugh back in 1982. When wow. I was, uh, 82? Yes, 82. It was I, I thought he didn't start his show until 88. No. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I was going, I got transferred from uh, Eagle River, Wisconsin, down to Bloomington, Illinois. Yeah. The, and I was going through the radio stations, and all of a sudden I hear this guy talking. I go, wonder who the heck that is. Yeah. And it was Rush Limbaugh. I couldn't believe it. And I've been listening to him whenever I had a chance ever since. Me too. Of course, you know, but, uh, I'm going to miss him. Yeah, me too. And, so anyway, but Dave, I got to tell you real yeah. quick. I know you're running out of time. Uh, thank you. Um, I went to the grocery store the other day. Yes. Boy, yep. You know, some of that canned food you can't hardly find anymore. But anyway, so I bought some uh, crushed tomatoes and stuff like that. Yeah. I was going by the meat plant. I bought a, they had their cured ham for sale, on sale. So I bought one of those. And I got home and I put things away. And I look at that cured ham and I started thinking to myself, I wonder what it had. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, okay. I like it. Hey, did, I like it. Okay, Lisa liked it. Good for you. Did you, hear, did you hear? Did you hear about the undercover landscaper? No, he was a plant. Oh, that's that's neat, Dave. That's good. Have a good one, you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I finally beat him in a joke. All right, you have a great weekend, JL. Thank you. All right, let's go to number two. How many more we got? Okay. Well, make sure it's not the same one. That's yeah. That's what you're checking. Okay. I think I was kind of mean to to uh, Bill, wasn't I? I don't care. He signed the contract. You'd have to ask him on that one. I don't care. No. They were out there in L.A. and stuff. You weren't mean. You let him talk about his whole programming lineup and I wasn't everything. Mean. Yeah. I kind of meant to be. Well, wait till he gets the voicemail. That might be a little yeah, different. I'd say, yeah, call, him, call him putts or schmutz or whatever you call him. Yeah, call him putts. All right. Hi there. Welcome to the Dave Weinbaum Show. Did you just call me? Yes, I did. Uh, this is Martin from Acre Springs. Oh, it's about damn time. You got, wine, you got Weinbaum music? All right. We're gonna make us. We're gonna make us suffer a little bit for uh, no. being late. Oh, no. Wayne Bond Records. Are... It's Dave's hits of 2017. Oh, oh. Listen Sing along, buddy. Style of your favorite radio host, Dave Wayne Bond, as he belts out songs like "Take Your Pills and Snowflake. Sing Along." You know you can't take it. You've got, got that, that hateful feeling. Everybody. Whoa, that hateful feeling. Or how about this? As you wish me hell to everyone you could tell That you've been spying over me Spying over me Then you spread your views to the main stream news. And timeless memories like You don't know me I'm in the federal witness plan 
You don't know me. I might be in Afghanistan. Dave's hits of 2017 is not sold in any stores. All right, listen and to if this you act part. Fast, really you can good. get Dave's favorite insults this absolutely is, free this with is your my order. Favorite part. You schmuck. Kiss my tuchus. Putz. I hear you tried to donate your brain to science, but they're only taking used ones. I don't take the broom out of your hands when you're trying to do your job. I hear you're one foot short of a yard sale. There was a lot of testosterone in my marriage. Too bad none of it was mine. I married a trophy wife, but I couldn't afford to mount her. I had two feet of snow on my car, so my wife offered me her broom. I said, thanks, but you're going to have to teach me how to fly it first. Got any complaints? Go to hell and wait. The perfect way to close out the year. Dave's Hits of 2017. That's all, folks. What do you know from funny, you b- All right, so you okay? Uh, you taking the nitro pills now or what? Well, I'm just a little out of breath trying to run away from that. Oh, Let me tell you. <laughs> it kept following me. Then I figured out it was actually the radio in the vehicles. Okay, you got one minute to tell me what uh, all your political thoughts. Quick. Well, what what you're seeing happen is exactly what uh, was told they were going to do. They're bringing in people from outside our country. Yep. They're going to shunt them into certain areas right. where when the election comes, they will be able to vote for them, and they'll pick them off. And they won't do it like 50 uh, senators are gone, no. They'll do it like five you know, senators at a time. Yeah. And and when they get to the point to where they, or they may do enough to where within a couple elections, they got enough to to uh, throw out Supreme Court justices through impeachment, sure. and that's what's happening. And well, no, they're really not going to impeach them. They're going to they're going to flood them in the Supreme Court. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. see, they may not because they know in a couple years, if they do this right, they could get enough. Senators, yeah. that if you got a two-thirds majority, right, just by then natural you can attrition, push anybody off, right, and they'll just get rid of them. Yeah, but if they have to, if this next election doesn't go the way they planned, then they will. They'll they'll load yeah. the court. But there is something that I don't understand Republicans for. What's that? These Dominion voting machines. When yeah. you turn them on, the first thing they print and say is, "Do you want to go to the internet?" <laughs> yeah, they're not supposed. That's right. It's not right. supposed to be internet capable. Right. It's supposed to be a sealed system. Yeah. We'll never win. Yeah, we'll and never you can win with that. You could set it up to where they uh they uh they discount votes. They go into a uh a, some oh, kind yeah. of a different file and you can you yes. can re-vote them. Not the person who's I, voting. Right. It's like an algorithm oh, yeah. they can give it a different value. Yeah. So uh That's, what do you th- uh, what do you think of yeah. uh pillow uh Mike uh, getting sued, Mike oh, Lindell. I'll tell you what, that is so against everything that this country was built upon. It's an atrocity, and he will get sued, yeah. and they'll get him. But uh, Nancy Maybe. Pelosi and everyone else like that who's guilty as hell, yeah, will get away scot free. Well, we, you know what, you we got to keep pushing, buddy. It's like uh, yeah. uh, Dr. Amy says, uh, we got to be strategic, but we got to keep pushing. Okay? Well, you're right. All right. Okay, thank you, man. buddy. Thanks for calling, uh, although it's you know, been like a month. 
I was beginning to. I'm sorry, to... I was having some health problems. My wife did too. Okay, well, so we're starting to clear that. God bless you guys, and I'm sorry if I upset you, you with the uh, Weinbaum music. <laughs> well, it was close. All right. I started seeing a guy in white dress, and I figured that might be an angel, or it could have been the guy that fate traced me home last night. Gosh, so anyway, <laughs> you guys have a good day. All right. Okay. Thanks, Martin. <laughs> You bet. Have a great weekend. All right. Uh, is that it? We got. Uh... I'm at the check. Yeah, all right. Well, they might have to call next week. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Call me back next oh, week. We have Randy Radio. He's about it. Randy Radio? Yeah. Uh, you, I don't know. You want to call him? Call him. I gotta, I'll tell him to make it quick. Hello? Hello? Is this Randy? Yeah, my wife. Here, turn that thing down. I'd rather talk to her than you. My goodness. <laughs> you rather talk? Huh? No, I, I... All right, listen, I'm I'm uh, six minutes, uh, seven minutes over my show time here. Okay. So you want to call me I'll, back next week I'll or you got a quick? I'll talk to you next week. All right, my friend. Have a great weekend. And your wife, right, too. Bye. Thank you for the comments okay. on uh, Facebook. All right, take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. Um song hello I'm working on it. okay we have this thing set up and uh what we're doing now is we're playing we're playing music at the end uh and i think it's a nice touch let me know what you think i'm always interested in uh what you think about this show you can find me on facebook on twitter uh, as long as they keep me there so who knows anyways uh i'm glad to hear that the the uh the show on Twitter uh, or on Facebook uh, sounded good, and that hopefully it got to a lot of the uh, groups that I uh, put stuff in, and I'm very grateful for the administration's uh, putting me on there. Although I don't know what, what the Victor Davis uh, uh, no. Hansen has, because he's been on my show. I've interviewed the guy, and I you, thought it was you're a booted. pretty good. I'm I got booted. booted. I'll, and my know, wife got booted. I, I, I do this every I'm week. I'm going to call the SOB and tell them what I think. But it's a bad week. All I, right. I, it's that's embarrassing. Right. I have to admit that Dave was able to figure out something on Facebook. I wasn't yesterday. Yeah, so, I did. Yeah, that's, I kind of figured it out. It's a pretty low I? moment for I'm me. I'm the one who did the promo yesterday. <laughs> what the hell is that about? Uh, you pay for your own massage today. Anyways, uh, I want to thank my staff here. Uh, Rick Henderson, who has uh, got me out there in, uh, all over the world, mm-hmm. allegedly. And uh, J.P. Maxwell, thank you, sir. Have a thank great you. weekend. And my lovely bride, L.A.W., Lisa Ann Weinbaum, thank you so much, uh, all of you, for, for uh, participating and running this show. And thanks to my audience. You have a great weekend. I'll be back with another edition of Dave Weinbaum next week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.